awake with thy likeness. And then we're told in 1 John that um, for Christians, when we see Him, uh, we'll be like Him, we'll see Him as He is. And so we're not going to be God, but we're going to have a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ, a glorified body. And of course, He is, he is our God, and we are just going to be uh, loving Him and serving Him. Thank you for that song. Appreciate it. Appreciate the thoughtfulness and how we, you know, the songs you picked to sing for us. And we appreciate that, Brother Adam. And, and so, you know, uh, I'm going to fumble through this, so please forgive me. And I just want to tell you ahead of time, I'm going to tell you ahead of time right now, not just for today, but for years ahead, I'm going to be bleeding tears uh, as I preach because so many things that Dad taught me. <laughs> that are tools to teach you many. I look back and I'm like, there's so many different experiences behind me. And I look back and I became a pastor. I became a pastor and I look back and I'm like, it's like God said, those are tools, bring it forward, show the church and teach them. And I'm telling you, there's a bunch, there's more. That God led me through some experiences with dad and my family and I didn't think much of it at the time, but I remember I'm like, that is a tool to teach and when I teach them I hope I don't mess it up and um, anyways there's a lot of a lot of good here so let's look in John 11 and I want to help us today I'll do my best we do I believe we have a word today from the Lord and that well that we can look at together and I may not be as polished maybe as I maybe am sometime but John 11, and this is a long chapter. <clears throat> I, uh, some of you, maybe half of you know what this is about. And why don't we just patiently read it? I'm not going to do my a thorough expos- exposition. I'm going to highlight just four points around the theme that I see here. Okay, and so John 11, this is a famous passage about Jesus uh, raising somebody from the dead, but it also shows him connecting with uh, people that are sorrowing like us on the death of a loved one. And so let's just let the passage here speak for itself, and we'll read through verse 45. And <clears throat> John 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and and Lazarus. When When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go again into, let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not 
12 hours in the day, if any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there's no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. (coughs) Excuse me. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us, go also, let us also go that we may die with him. And when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Mar- Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth In me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. When she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth into the grave to weep there. Then, when Mary was come where Jesus was, she saw him and fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by now this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, 
Thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Look at that last phrase. The last verse again. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on Him. And I just want to focus on that part right there. Let's, let's just pray and ask God to, to touch us and minister to us today. Lord, thank You for... This is Your words and these, <laughs> it's a record of what You did on earth and, and um, in Your interaction with life and death and mourning and your demonstration of resurrection power and, and your dialoguing with people of different personality types. And we love you, Lord, for the way you are. And you're that way with us. We're Marys and Marthas and unbelieving Jews and, and uh, reluctant Jews. We're the same type of personalities today. And... Um, just teach us now as we go forward and bless your people and bless your servant in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a, this is a neat passage I, right here. This is a passage. There's another kind of message right here that I'd like to preach. I think I have preached it before, but this is a passage that deals with, and we're not going to deal with it, the idea of people getting sick and dying and good people getting sick and dying and God choosing not to heal them. There's a lot of interesting things here about just about your, our perspective on sickness and, and things like that. And uh, the Bible says, he whom thou lovest is sick. <laughs> you know, just because you're sick doesn't necessarily mean that you're not loved with God. So there's a lot of interesting things. We're not going to look at that. I want to look at the one particular, though, just the thought that God gave me, and we'll just run with it if he gave it to me. The last phrase of verse 45, it says, the things which Jesus did. When they saw the things, not the, the one thing. What was the one thing that stands out that Jesus did here? Tell me. Yeah, that's a big deal. But it didn't say when they saw that thing that Jesus did, they believed on him. It says it. When they had seen the things, the whole moments and that and that and that and that. Aha. Then they believed on him. When they saw the things which Jesus did, they believed, and not everybody did, but the other ones did, and there was a collective effect of Jesus' touch on humanity. There wasn't just Jesus did one thing. Jesus mingled with humanity. God of very God, man of... Very man of man, God of God. I'm fumbling up that theological statement, but... He was very much man, very much God. We tend to think that the one thing he did 
is what made them believe. But there's some compelling, I see four compelling things that Jesus did. Maybe there's more. I'm going to share with us four compelling things Jesus did that helped people believe. I think it helped, watch this, people who didn't believe Him as the Savior believe as the Savior. And then I know it helped people who already did believe Him as the Savior believe Him in another realm. So Jesus was saying, verse 15, 11, 15. Well, let me pause. Let me pause. Let's do a quick picture. What are we looking at? Jesus is friends with this family, two sisters and a brother. He finds out that the brother got sick, but he's, he doesn't travel to see him right away. He purposely pauses to go see him. It's because that's what the Father ordered. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pause. We're going to let him be deceased for a few days. It was four days. Then you're going to show up, and we're setting up a scenario where they're going to see your resurrection power. Okay? So that's this whole scenario. And you see the personality types in the middle and the, the not understanding and all that and Jesus interacting. So you have Jesus hears of a death. He waits to go visit. He finally visits, and he raises him from the dead. So when Jesus does this when he's pausing in chapter 11, the disciples are like, um, you know, if he's sleeping, Lord, then he's doing well. Because the disciples were talking to him, and Jesus tells the disciples, ah, he's sleeping. Like, oh, that's good. Isn't it amazing how God views death? Ah, he's just sleeping. I mean, even my dad's, I saw my dad's body. It was an empty house last night. And his soul, his soulish, his soul-ish being is lively in heaven. That body is just sleeping. Even if it's cremated, it's sleeping in some molecules. It's sleeping. Listen, there's a verse in Revelation that says, many that sleep in the dust of the earth are going to come out. God just looks at our molecules of this dissolved body or kept body. It's just sleeping. It's going to come back. It's going to, every last body is going to get resurrected unto life, resurrected unto damnation. So Jesus, oh, he's sleeping. He just looks at It's just, and like when he sleeps, he does, well, oh, oh, oh. it's like, he's dead. You kind of understand your guys' language. He's dead. Whoa, he's dead. And then Jesus adds, verse 15, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Now, it's like there's still something else that the disciples needed to believe. I think all the disciples were genuine thinking that this is the Savior. He's talking to these 12, though, of course, one of them's a fake. But he still says, I'm glad that I'm, posing, I'm, I'm creating this scenario where because there's still something you need to believe. Now, what was it? I don't know. Maybe it's one of these points. But Jesus, Jesus does some things in this story that are precious to us. I want to see, show us to help an unsaved, an unbeliever believe on him as Savior and, and believers to believe something else about him. He says to the disciples that you may believe. And then verse 42, he's praying, I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, said I, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. You see this? There's a group who already believes Jesus was sent from God, but he says, you still need to believe something. 
And then there's this other group that don't necessarily believe he was sent from God. So he's like, I'm going to do something here in this funeral scenario. And he doesn't do it all the time to just stimulate some belief. So let's look at this. It's precious to us. Number one, Jesus makes himself present. Oh, verse 17, he does delay, but look what it says. Chapter 17, chapter 11, verse 17. What does Jesus do? He came, found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Jesus was off. What was the town? He was, uh, well, they were in Bethany. He was somewhere else. Jesus was away. He finds out of this crisis. And, you know, some of you all find out about dad and wanted to visit. And some of you got a visit. Jesus delayed his visit. But he did show up. He came, was there, and it immediately helped. And, and some of you all, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not trying to elicit sympathy. I'm not trying to elicit something from you all to our family. You've done that. Everybody's been very loving. But isn't it cool how you're kind of already doing some things Jesus does. Jesus shows up at a, 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 a death, uh, shows up at a funeral, he shows up when somebody's sad. He shows up. Well, that helps. That says something. That says something. It, it, that added to their belief. He showed up. Yeah. He shows up. He made himself present. He didn't avoid such occasion because he thought it was awkward or because he found he feared or because he belittled it. Jesus didn't belittle. I'm going to show up. Of all, Jesus could have belittled this of all people. Oh, he died. That's no big deal. He could have that like that been like that. He could have been like, you know, he could have, and I, didn't he do this before? I know he called healing before, or maybe raised somebody from the dead, just, just saying it to be done. He doesn't have to show up there. He's got a pecking order of, you know, he's an authority. He can, he can just speak it. But in this case, he decides, I'm going to go ahead and connect with people, help them, and he does. Isn't that neat? That's the Savior we have. So what, here's one of the things we should pick up while we're going along is that's the type of person I should be to people. Is be there. Now, and y'all are there for me, but I'm saying, think about, take this with you and be, a, be Jesus with somebody. You know? And when there's a sorrow, be there. Now, don't run your mouth too much and become Job's friends. They are there, and then they just sort of shut up after a while. But being there does so much. Um, you know, I was talking to Brother Adam, and, and one of the things we shared is I told him, and I still believe it, his, he, his dad passed away in 2006, and I told him, I was like, Adam, it's, yours is a lot harder than mine. And because it was unexpected, he was younger. He's one, his dad died, I'm about, I'm about to turn 49. That's when his dad, that's how old his dad was. Unexpected, and the way it happened was not right. I said, you had a lot more to wrestle with. And, uh, but, and then he and, he and Sonia, I mean, they didn't plan this for their life. They dealt with some things medically with a few of their kids. Sonia's been through three surgeries. Probably more, I maybe forget. Adam's been through at least one. And this guy is planted in an industry now, his work, working with some, you know, kind of re rehabilitation, care home, some hospice scenarios, and I'm like, he fits perfect. 
And he doesn't have to put his hands on anything. But then as a brother, like just saying a few things, he doesn't have to say much. He won't have to say much to any of you if a parent dies. And Sonia too. She's tied in. And so a lot of times he was just like, he doesn't have to say a lot because I know from what he says is from experience. And Jesus, of course, he's just, he, be, he, he bees there. All right? I'll wake you up a little bit. What is it that helped people believe? Jesus showed up. That helped them believe. He's present always anyways to the believer, regardless of our state. He's with you always. Lo, I'm with you always. Amen. I'm glad he's... Let me read this to you. This is precious. I, uh, and we'll get to this point, but there was a girl... This is talking about the idea of Jesus being there. A mission executive in the United States was a missionary of a mission organization, was visiting a school in Kenya where he was listening to teenage girls share how they've been blessed hearing the Bible in their own language. One girl testified that the verse that had the greatest impact on her was Matthew 5, 4, Blessed are those that mourn, for they will be comforted. Another girl said that her, best, her favorite verse that she heard read was the greatest impact on her was John eleven thirty five 35, that Jesus wept. When asked why, she said it was because that when she wept in the night, she knew that Jesus was weeping with her. The mission executive wondered why these two girls were mourning and weeping. He thought that maybe they had chosen these verses to share because they were short and easy to remember. But the school's teacher leaned over to whisper to him that both of these girls had lost their parents to AIDS. And Jesus' compassion comforted them in their losses. In that same way, the Lord calls us to come in comfort in that way for others. So this is precious. So Jesus was there. So Jesus shows up. And that helps people believe. Let's look at another thing. Number two, Jesus affirms a greater truth. Verbally, he's affirming a truth that sometimes you do need to say some things. So he shows up, um, verse 21, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? So I want you to, I'm trying to give you this picture. What did Jesus do? He shows up. But then also when he steps into this scenario of somebody dying, he never said he's going to raise them from the dead yet to her. He didn't say that yet. He says something that's a greater truth than everybody gets to have somebody raised from the dead immediately. That's not what we get. We, he said, your brother's going to rise again. Just affirm. She knew that. But it's like sometimes you need somebody to say it out loud. Martha, she says, I know. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So here he is at this place. This Porsche, two precious sisters are sad. Brothers died. And he doesn't say, I got this. This is going to be cool. He says, you know what? He's going to rise. He's going to rise again. He's going to rise again. And so I know that he will rise again the last day. Yep. And he says, I'm that. That's what I am. The person that rises unto life, it's because in me they rise He's affirming the fact that there is a resurrection and there is a resurrection for the believer. And it's good to sometimes simple terms, plain terms, you don't need to go out and preach to be, but just say, you know, this is true. This is true. He's going to rise. 
she's later on found out that it's going to get, <laughs> he actually gets two of them because he rises here in the story, right? He'll die later and he's going to rise again, again, again. But he's demonstrating that this is a truth. Just to think on, yes, it's true, we will rise again. A greater truth needed to be acknowledged. He speaks at the moment as they await for a word. Look at um, Isaiah 50. I'm just going to quickly look at Isaiah 50. There's a verse there. I believe it's a messianic verse. That means it's an Old Testament verse describing something of Jesus. And the Lord says, it says here about the Lord Jesus, Isaiah 50. I believe it's talking about Him. Verse 4, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. Watch this that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. It's saying that God, the Father, gives the Lord Jesus the word to say to people at the right moment. That's an Old Testament verse saying that. Back in John, a lot of times Jesus spoke in John when they... He would basically say, when people criticized his works, he's like, well, I'm just doing the works my father said to do. I, I, as I hear, I judge, and well, my judgment is just because I seek not my own glory, but the glory of him that sent me. And I, my, what I'm doing, what I'm saying, it's just what the father told me to do. And, he's, and Jesus is following the prompts of the father. And here Jesus is, shows up, and, and, and he, I, I believe he senses that the father's given him a word in due season to these people. You know what? He's going to rise again. Aren't you glad for that? Yeah, I know that, Lord. And I am that resurrection. He's going to rise again unto life because of me. Whoever believes in me, in a sense, will never die. They're going to rise again. They're going to live on. My um, last night, so it, you know, I'll give you an example of what we're saying. Um. So last night, my kids were there. It's, a, it's just a blessing, the variety in my family. You know, my Uncle Phil, such a blessing, isn't he? I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen, that's come out of him in the last 10 years, that, that vibrant, spiritual vibrancy. And so my mother's brother, Phil, was there, and his wife, and then his, my mom's sister, Robin. And, we're, and he was, he's been like this a lot. But we're in the room, and he, he just bubbles over. He's not being fake. He just bubbles. It's like a verse just bubbles right out of a Bible verse. We're sitting there, and we're maybe talking about this or that, and seeing Dad, or you know, and, and he'll just be like, by the grace of God, we are who we are. You know, isn't that good? And he's being real. Or he'll be like, you know what? He's going to have it much better than us. Or he'll say, absent from the body, he's present with the Lord. Isn't that good? And one of the kids would be like, that's, yeah, that is good. That's, well, he would say a verse, and one of the kids would say, man, that's good. He goes, it's not just good. It's true. There's a lot of things that are good that aren't true. And I thought, you know, these little things Uncle Phil says, it's just, it's him. You know, I, it fits. Thank you. You know, I don't have all that sometimes in me, and I didn't last night. And then... You know, the singing, my kids were singing around Dad. Michael had a guitar, and Joe and Will sang, and Michael and Estrella, and my 
family. I, it, 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 it's, there's a side of my family that's very, it's my mom's side, very singing. <laughs> they sang constantly around my grandmother, my mom's mom, and my grandpa, her husband. They sang a lot, a lot on her deathbed. And that's what she liked too. And I, it's not me. I, I'm like, I enjoy it. I just, I wasn't ready to muster it up. But they could, and it's good, and it's sweet. And they're singing good stuff. Michael played a couple of songs. One of them I hadn't heard before. Another one I had, and, and I'm asking him to do them, one or two of them at the memorial service. And it's just appropriate. What I'm saying is appropriate truths that were being sung and said at a good time about heaven or about Christ. The one song, Christ is our hope in life and death, Michael. Is that right? That's a good, I was thinking of that very truth recently. It's our hope right now living in life, and he's my hope in death. And he, they sang a little song like that. Listen, the last thing we need is when you're in a soppy, sentimental, tender scenario is to say something that sounds cool, but it's not true. Don't say something like that. Just say something true, you know. And we could come up with some dumb things that sometimes we say that aren't true, but say something truthful. All right. Here's Jesus. Isn't it good? He shows up. He's there. He's present with us, too. I'm so glad he's present in my distress, present in my elation, present in my depression. He's ever present. I will never leave thee. And he's present here. And we can replicate that in a way. Number two, he shows a greater truth. He affirms a greater truth. Number three, he weeps with the weeping. In this precious, we look what this says here. We, you know the famous verse? And then so verse 34, he says, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. So Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, so they're like, where have you laid him? Oh, come and see. And as he's going, I'm assuming that's when they, he wept. Jesus wept. Now, verse 36 says, Then said the Jews... Then, after Jesus wept, said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. Isn't it amazing? Jesus had raised the dead before, right? Watch this. Jesus had, this is the Lord. Jesus has raised the dead before, and I don't see any statements that said he raised the dead. Look how he loved him. Jesus had uh, you know, brought a cripple, gave a cripple his, uh, his feet in walking and his abilities back and raised him to walk again. And, and it, sometimes it said he had compassion, but never, there was never a resounding comment that says, look how he loved him. He raised, the, he raised the guy to walk again. He raised the dead. Jesus took his hands with five loaves and, and two small fishes and multiplied bread and fed a bunch of hungry people. And you never see a following verse that says, look how he loved him all of these people because he gave them food. But here, all Jesus does is weep. And they say, look how he loved him. We can do that. Aren't you glad? I don't, have to, I don't need to be the miracle worker. And you all weeping with us. We're weeping together. But just think, just carry this with you. Carry this with you for you and your marriage, you and a co-worker, you and somebody else. 
you may, you, you may not be able to do a lot of things like Jesus did. Well, the things that really showed Jesus' love on this moment was he wept. Isn't that precious? Isn't that precious? Behold how he loved him. Weeping. Jesus descending, his, letting his uh, humanity just show naturally. Jesus wept over Jerusalem, Luke 19. The Bible says he had strong weeping and crying in his prayer, Hebrews 5, 7. Jesus is called Isaiah 53, 3, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Aren't you glad that for that? There's so many different types of grief, isn't there? And I can't, I'm not always acquainted with your type of grief and different. I'm not. But he's acquainted with the, all that types of grief. His weeping is beneficial. How could it be beneficial? It shows his compassion on humanity. It shows his legit. The, the, it shows what else is it? Why is it beneficial that says Jesus wept? It shows his compassion. It shows that he loves people. And it shows the legitimacy of tears itself. Hey, guys. I say, guys. Tears are okay. They're legit. They're healthy. They're natural. They're helpful. When we love, we are hurt by what hurts a loved one. And we should be moved and let that scene, as I think Matt was quoting in part of his prayer about weeping with those that weep, Romans 12, 15. So how does Jesus help? He does help. So he comes to this scenario and does some things that they may believe, that unbelieving believers may believe, that believing disciples may believe a little more. And he, believe, he shows up there showing his care. He speaks a greater truth that, yeah, you're going to rise from the dead. He weeps with them. He could have just said, this is nothing. You only got a few more minutes and he's coming out. No, he paused to weep on the moment. And then the last thing he does is he does resurrect the dead. We can't really do that one. Look at verse 43. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. I would have loved to hear that voice. And he that was dead came forth. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto him, Loose him and let him go. And then it, <laughs> it was just a sample. Isn't it amazing? Jesus didn't go around and raise everybody from the dead, raise everybody. It's, like, it's just like, okay, this is one, we need to do this one right here at this time. All right, just a sample. Just so that you know, when I say I'm the resurrection and the life, this little tiny sample of it, this is more is coming. Much more is coming. He's going to call you home one day. Your soul and your body will remain. And then he's going to call that body up. Come forth. Mike Henry, come forth. And Jesus, let's look at this chapter. Let's look at chapter 5. And I'm trying to wind this down just in a little bit here. Um, Jesus said here, verse 5, verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God 
and they that hear shall live. Look, we'll keep reading. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at, it, at this. The hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. All! And shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. That is a that right there, that if that's an amazing statement. Listen, listen, think of how outrageous Jesus is speaking. Everybody's gonna hear my voice and they're gonna come forth. Some are gonna go to damnation, some are gonna go to life. Speaking of the the, the bodies. And you're like, wow! That right there is an amazing statement. It makes you think, wait a minute, is this stuff really true? (laughs) But Jesus himself went through death and came back and said, see, I mean business. Jesus is the one who holds the keys of life and death, and so we need to trust him as our Savior. Doing good, the good you do here is the good of faith. They that have done good, the good. The goodest thing you can do is put all your faith in Jesus Christ and none of it in yourself. And you have the resurrection unto life. Jesus raises the dead. Jesus was intending to help. Jesus was intending to care. And I love to see that. I just thought we'd reflect on that today. I'm glad that he weeps in my weeping. He weeps in yours. He shows us that There's another life. Jesus spoke of a a separate body, soul scenario. The rich man was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. The body was buried. But then the separate part of him in hell lifted up his eyes in a soulish soulish body suffering heat. The poor man who believed was carried on to paradise. His body was buried, but his soulless being was experiencing bliss. Jesus reminds us there's a body-soul distinction. I think there's also soul-spirit with our soul. But all this stuff here, Jesus is saying, what the things Jesus is saying are compelling us, are compelling voices for us, for men to, to have faith in him. And the things that we do for others on similar occasions, this is what we're kind of coming down to, the things we do for others on similar occasions can also be compelling moments to help people believe on Him. To help people believe on Him. I need to put myself out there for others with the intent that they may believe. Aren't you glad we have this Lord here that we can look at and read about and love? Let's just pray and give thanks.